1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From
1: Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipone
0: And welcome back to the third edition of First and Pod. We are now in the middle of of our 2023 mock draft subscribe rate review. This is an Odyssey pod, uh 2400 sports Odyssey podcast. And we've been doing Danny Parkins and myself and Danny is off. So he just got Wally pipped here. This is a Lou Gehrig situation. He's been replaced by the great Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL analyst. You see him on NFL network. We're just so delighted to have him with us here. Brian, we went through 10 picks before we brought you on and you were telling us off the air that at least a couple of picks have completely thrown your draft board off here. You're ready to pick with us 11 through 20, but some of the picks have just caused you to almost have a meltdown pre-show.
1: Well, I don't have a meltdown 15 days before the draft. You know, I don't want to do that. Um, There's plenty of time to correct these. But, I mean, look, if Houston's going to pass on Bryce Young to take Will Anderson, I mean, that, that raised my eyebrows right away. Now, I'm not knocking Will Anderson. He's the best defensive player in this draft. I love Will. But Houston, I thought, would be in the market for the best quarterback in this in this draft, and that's Bryce Young. And to pass on him and say, okay, Davis Mills is our guy or whatever they're going to do, um, it, that kind of caught me off guard. And then you'd have to go much further. I mean, I could see Detroit saying, okay, Anthony Richardson, let's put him with Ben Johnson. Jared Goff plays another year. Let's give him a year behind There's a solid veteran player at a great season last year. I could see Anthony Richardson in that role. I think Detroit has a lot of other places they could go, but if you want to put him there and say, okay, back up Jared Goff for at least a year, let's get you, you know, acclimated to the NFL game with only 13, you know, college starts. Okay. Uh, and then uh, to see B John Robinson, you go to Atlanta, I know Atlanta um, <laughs> likes to run the ball, but Tyler Edgier was really good last year, um, you know, and, um, you know, Cordero Patterson was awesome at running back, and I think he likes that role. And so as much as I think we all like Bijan John Robinson, um, that kind of, you know, especially with a lot of help that they need on defense, with a lot of great defensive players on the board, including no cornerbacks to being taken at this point, And I know they just traded for Jeff Okuda, but that that caught me off guard right there. Well, let's see if we
0: can keep it going here. So I'll make a pick and then you'll make a pick and we'll both kind of go back and forth on our thoughts on why we made it. And then you can kill me for the picks that I make like Danny does when we do this podcast. So we're at 11, Brian. So this is now Tennessee's pick. Now, I have seen some mock drafts where they trade up. I saw one on nfl.com today that said for a quarterback now they just picked malik willis are they going to already decide that that was a wasted pick in our mock draft all four quarterbacks are already gone so it's really not even a conversation or discussion for them well i
1: mean unless you want to include Henan hooker who i happen to really at, like at 11 though you i mean that if would need be... a quarterback you want a quarterback it's not a very far ride uh from nashville to lexington i mean you can uber him over there, you know, in a luxury vehicle, if you like. Um, I happen to think that Hennon Hooker could be a starter in this league this year. But, you know, I mean, if you want to say that's too rich for you, I totally understand. So I'm I'm, I'm anxious to hear where you go right now. Yeah.
0: So this is what I'm going to, this is how I'm going to treat this. Their new GM is on the record as saying, Okay, you don't need to be the Harlem Globetrotters or the Golden State Warriors. You don't have to win that way in the NFL, which is a totally different conversation, Brian. But I do think they're going to copy a little bit of the Philadelphia style, San Francisco style. That's where the GM comes from. I think they're going to go with a trenches pick here based on how the board has unfolded. So I'm going to have them. Skaronsky is the only tackle that's gone in this draft so far.
1: Well, Brian, I'm going to have...
0: Broderick Jones Broder Jones, Broder Jones, and Skaronsky, that's right. Well, I say that, is Skaronsky a guard or tackle, Brian? Can you end that debate for us once and for all? Is he guard or tackle?
1: I feel like he's going to be a Pro Bowl guard. Okay. I feel like he's going to follow in the footsteps of Brandon Sheriff and Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson. I th- I feel like that's where he's going to be best. suited. If I knew right now, honestly, Pony, that he was going to be Rashawn Slater too, right. I, I, I'd just Take leave him school. a tackle. But I'm not convinced that he can do what we all watched Rashawn Slater do. Okay.
0: So I'm going to take Paris Johnson here for Tennessee, Brian. Okay. What do you think of that pick? Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State.
1: Well, look, I mean, Taylor Lewan is moved on. They badly need a left tackle, regardless of who the quarterback is. Um, Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator, uh, they need a left tackle. And so, you know, you look at what Mike Vrabel comes from, what he believes in. Uh, He wants to run the football. Uh, you know, as much as they might have possibly shopped King Henry, he's not going anywhere. Um, He still is the king of the franchise. Uh, To go get Paris Johnson, you could debate, you know, Paris Johnson versus the next best tackle, whether it's Darnell Wright, whoever you might choose, that's fine. But I don't think anybody's in this business is going to say Paris Johnson is overdrafted at 11 by the Tennessee Titans. I think a lot of people would go, that's a great fit. He played right guard at Ohio State in 2021. He was their left tackle last year. He tested very well. Um, I, I think there's some things about his game I like to like clean up a little bit, but I actually compare him a great deal to Taylor Lewan, who was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. He was a Pro Bowl player there for a number of years, really good player for Tennessee. Injuries caught up to him quite a bit. But I have no problem, honestly, taking Paris Johnson and starting to rebuild the offensive line that's without Taylor, without Ben Jones, without, you know, um, you know, Nate, you know, so like there's a lot of guys that aren't there anymore. If it it's the
0: ethos of the team, I feel like they're not going for panache or sex appeal here, Baldy.
1: No, I, I feel I like they do so And you shouldn't, you should, you should never go for that. You should try to build your team with a strong foundation. And so I think that's, you know, where they could go right there um, with what they have. Okay. So now
0: you're back up with Tennessee. So or ex- with Houston, excuse me.
1: With Detroit. So we've
0: already had them take Will Anderson. No, um, I'm with, which, I'm, well, yeah,
1: yes, with with Houston right here. Yes.
0: So that was a bold thing to go with Houston. There was Lance Zerline, who works in the Houston market, did a mock draft for your for you guys at NFL and said he's not convinced they're going to take a quarterback, which caused us to kind of go, whoa, what do you mean they might not take a quarterback? So we gave them Will Anderson a shocking pick. So what do you do now, Brian, where the quarterbacks are mostly gone and you've got the great defensive player at two, you can't make a trade. You've got to stay here at 12. What is Baldy going to do for the Houston Texans?
1: Well, I feel like they, they need a, a quarterback and they passed on, a, on maybe the best in the draft, at least the way I look at it and Bryce young. So, but I feel like they still need a quarterback and I know Hendon hooker, is coming off an ACL, uh, you know, torn on that game against South Carolina in November. I know he's 25 years old, but I saw him prove every single year, starting at Virginia tech, Tennessee was just moribund. Like they were the doormat of the sec. Now, Josh Heupel, you know, Hendon hooker, they put Tennessee back on the map. We all watched him beat Alabama in a stunning fashion. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that without Henn and hooker. Uh, I, I think the kid is uh, really mature. They need a mature guy in that position. I'm not saying Davis Mills can't win the job or hold the job, but I feel like they have to upgrade the job. And I feel like Hennon Hooker, if if he's still going to be there, and they pass, like I wouldn't – I don't really want to take Hennon Hooker at number 12 here to Houston, but since they passed at number two and they took Will Anderson, I feel like they need a quarterback. And the only quarterback that I would take – in this section here of 11 through 20, is Hen and Hooker. Like, there's we still haven't seen a corner off the draft. Like, they could go corner. Uh, I think they need even though corner. they took Stingley last year, yeah. But I mean, I, you everybody needs two corners, you know. They, they need a tight end, there's no tight end, they need a wide receiver badly. Well, they we need everything, had a wide, they were the worst. We team haven't team had, had, had a wide receiver drafted guys. yet, yeah. You know, wide receiver hasn't been taken off the board. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, you know uh Quinton Johnston I mean you they they need a receiver but they need a quarterback to throw it to the receiver I think I think they feel really good about their two tackles so I would especially if Laramie Tunstall's at left tackle so I feel like quarterback here I'm going to take Hendon Hooker it's a little probably high but I think he's going to go between 11 and 20 so the fact that they passed on a quarterback at two I feel like okay Go get yourself a 25-year-old, mature, experienced, improved quarterback that looks like he can do it all right now.
0: So let me, Brian, I want to ask a question about Hooker, and I want to ask about Houston's philosophy here. I'll ask first about Houston's philosophy. So this idea that's been put out there, Brian, that let's say they like Stroud or Young. They don't like both. They like one of them. And that guy goes to Carolina. So they do – in our, in, 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 let's say they can't get a trade, they take a, or they trade down and they take a defensive player. They don't take a quarterback. Do you like the idea of them punting to next year for Caleb Williams or or Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina? I don't know how much you've evaluated those two guys, but if if the guy you love is gone, what's Baldy's take on just pushing? It, all right down good, the road. Good
1: question, ponies. Good question. I, I I happen to know Caleb really well. I I worked with him when he was in high school in Baltimore in the quarterback collective. I know him well. I've watched uh May on quite a few, you know, I'm just watching Josh Downs this year. You know, I'm just watching him play. But, anyways, um, so there is a philosophy out there that if you don't love the guys and you don't want to push guys up that build the best possible team you possibly can around the quarterback position. And if you could be lucky enough to take Caleb next year, um, I don't know that anybody wants to be that bad, but if anybody, you know, if you want to take that route, that's possible. It's a gamble though. You know, Indianapolis did that, you know, a, long, a decade ago and they got themselves Andrew Luck. So it, it, it can work out if you, you need a little bit of luck, no pun intended to make that happen. But I'm not opposed to that philosophy. I felt like Washington was doing that a great deal. And then they went out and got Carson Wentz. And I thought, Oh, that was just a bad choice. Yep. You know? Um, but they, I, I felt like they were building around that position. And I don't know that Sam Howell's a guy uh, right now. I mean, I don't know how you could evaluate a guy on one game, but they watch him every day in practice. Maybe they know. Um, but I feel like there is a philosophy like that. Like, Okay. If you don't love the guy, and I don't know if Houston does or doesn't, I don't have that kind of information, but I do think that that's a a value, a viable philosophy to do that.
0: And the the thing I'm going to ask you about Hooker is that offense, which was so up tempo, it was so balls out fast. I mean, they've got um, Hyatt, the kid who's an absolute burner, is like a Deshaun Jackson type. Yeah, but do you? Do you put a lot of stock in the idea that Hooker was a system quarterback at Tennessee? Did the system make him or did he make that system, Baldy? Mm,
1: he made the throws. He made the throws to win games. Um, I, I understand that there are certain systems, air raid systems, and I did big 12 games for a decade. I saw my share of <laughs> Baylor's and, you know, even Oklahoma at some, you know, some regard. I mean, I saw Oklahoma State. I saw all those offenses and I, there is something about the up tempo and, what Chip Kelly did at Oregon. And, you know, so there is, there is something to that. You put up gaudy numbers, but can you really go through progressions and do all, you know, the play action game and all that kind of stuff you have to project, but I think you got to project with all of these guys. I mean, if you're taking CJ Stroud, I mean, who's had the luxury to throw into Garrett Wilson, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba Marvin Harrison, like who's had that luxury in college football. I mean, that receiving core in 2021 is better than half the receiving cores in the NFL right now. Yeah. So, like, you know, okay, you put up 85 touchdowns in two years. All right. Well, I can find guys in Indiana that's going to put up big numbers with those three receivers. So, the next pick is the
0: Jets. And this is a Joe Douglas-run team. We know they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. We, For the purpose of this draft, they're going to keep this pick and, let's say, trade next year's pick to get Aaron Rodgers. So, they're going to make a pick at 13. Baldy, I know you are very familiar with Douglas and the type of player he wants. In this situation, the three tackles are gone. So I could consider Darnell Wright as a right tackle from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He was probably the best right tackle in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I know they've got Quinn and Williams there, who's an animal up front on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. But I feel if the draft breaks this way, and Lucas Van Ness from Iowa is there, He strikes me as a Joe Douglas player. I think they'll take him, and even though their defense made strides with Salah, I think they'll add to it even more and take Lucas Van Ness with the 13th pick in the draft. Your
1: thoughts? Well, I just spent uh, 10 hours at the Jets today. Not that I got any inside information. I didn't. But we were were talking about a lot of possibilities uh, and breaking down draft possibilities. So That's what I was up there for. So it's interesting. Like, first of all, I don't believe that Joe Douglas would pass on Darnell Wright. I just don't. Okay. Like I, he's my favorite tackle in the draft. I'm I'm flat out, I'm on record saying that. I love him. I, I saw him play left tackle, you know, in 2021. I saw him shut down Trayvon Walker. I saw him pitch a shutout against Will Anderson at right tackle this year. I love his size. You know, you know, it's six five and a half and long arms and 30, thirty-five pounds. And you watch him run the way he did, which I think is better than most people thought he would run. And then you look at 42 starts. And then you say, okay, I saw him play right guard, left tackle, right tackle. Like, he's got to be smart enough to learn those positions. And, look, if Makai comes back, if Dwayne Brown's back, they can battle out at left tackle. I hope Makai's back because I just want to break him down on Mondays Mm because I love Makai when he's healthy. But I I feel like right tackles – I know Max Mitchell played there some last year as a rookie. He's coming off a major injury. I feel like they have to get this line right. They, You know, and, and Joe, it frustrates the hell out of Joe that they haven't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kansas City fixes their offense line in one year. Bam. Yeah. Two draft picks, you know, free agent, left guard, no trade for Zeus, they fix the line. One offseason, two straight years, played almost every game. Like, they haven't, you know, because of injuries, unfortunate things, like they haven't been able to do it. I feel like they got to get that right. Now, if you talk about... But what the, if they
0: look at Van TJ Watt Baldy? I think they might. I think they might view him as one of those types of
1: cornerstone pass rushing types. You don't see that? Well, I mean, I I, I see, like, speed to power. I don't see anything else. I see a guy that didn't start a game at Iowa. I'm not knocking him. Like, that's their system. But he still let him in tackles, attack for loss, and all that stuff. I saw him run over Peter Scaron Skrant- uh, since, uh, you know... um a long time ago, uh, Skronsky. But um, I feel like if if they open up, let's just say this, okay? Let's just say the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and the whole buzz opens up the Cowboys on Sunday night, okay? To start the season next year, mm-hmm. NBC prime time. Let's just say that. Just throwing, you know, just making it up. Um, where's Lucas Vennas playing? Is he That's playing a great question. over Jermaine Johnson? Is he playing over Carl Lawson? Where's he playing? I I think he's I think he's a move him around the chessboard guy, right? But but if if it's 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 you know Daxon under center and he's taking it, he's handing it off to Tony Pollard. Like, where's he lining up? Is he lining up next to Quentin Williams? Like I saw him line, play up and down the line, but I, I can't believe he's gonna go up there against Zach Martin and take Zach Martin on day one. So my my thing is like, okay, like he has value. And there's certain people that have them ranked pretty high. Obviously you do. And I see, I see the, I see the, you know, the length I see, um, his attributes. I just, I'm not sure. Like if you said, okay, we're going to plug him in at a starting defensive end spot. I'm like, okay, over who he's going to be yeah. out Jermaine Johnson. He's going to beat out Carl Lawson. I, I don't see that happening. Now, if you, is he going to rotate in possibly? Um, they drafted two defensive ends last year. They need a defensive tackle. You mentioned that, but I don't see anybody here. So that's my only issue with Lucas. All right. So you you almost I almost want to change my
0: pick. You were so good there, Baldy. But I think that would be breaking the rules here. But one quick thing: Do you think Wright could play left tackle? Did I hear you? Did I hear you correctly on that? Well, I saw
1: him play left tackle in twenty twenty one, and he looked just fine. Now, could he be? A, is he a better right tackle? I think so, but. I, I I see him do things at tackle that I see Trent Williams do and not many other people. Now I'm not comparing him to Trent Williams. Like yeah. he's not that. But I'm but I see him do things with his hands, knocking guys' hands down, getting them off balance. Like I see him, he's got this. He 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 doesn't just block people, he mauls people. Like he's there's some technique things he's gotta learn. Mm-hmm. But I saw him just see him just bring a whole can of nasty, you know, to the field on Sundays. Um like man, that's such a I like I just plug and play him at right tackle for the Jets. And whatever happens at left tackle, they're going to get a good player there, whether it's yeah. Mackay or Dwayne. Like I can see an alley, you know, Ali comes back and they draft a center. Like I can see this thing coming together quickly up front and they, they, they've got to do that for Aaron Rodgers. So now you get to make Bill Belichick's
0: pick Baldy. You get to do something with Belichick here at 14. There's a lot of different options. He can't draft wide receivers to save his life. That's like the one Achilles Healy's had. All the receivers are out there. He loves secondary players, and you hit on it. All the
1: corners are are out there at this point, too, for him. I mean, they, they could. I mean, if Darnell Wright hasn't been taken, like, they could go tackle. No question about it. They want to run the football. Darnell Wright, I think, is the best run blocker in this draft. It makes sense. They have been. I've been watching them juggle this offensive line like, all year last year. I mean, different starting yeah. lineup almost every week. Now, sometimes because of injuries, but sometimes, like, they just didn't like the way a guy played. So that, that would make sense. There's not a corner off this draft, and this is a good class of corners. Um, There hasn't been a wide receiver taken, and they desperately need a wide receiver. They need somebody to just juice this thing up, on you know, for Matt Jones and everything else. And then, so I go, okay, would I take Witherspoon or Gonzalez? Would I take right? Would I take I don't know Jackson Smith and Jigba, and just you know they, and just go put them in the slot, and mm-hmm. just let them play like he did in 2021 when he had 600 yards at Ohio State. Like I I don't feel like New England can go wrong with any one of those three players. Um, but Devin Witherspoon is I mean he's just he, I haven't seen a corner hit like that since maybe Ronnie Lott. And, and, you know, the question is, Damn. like, what's his long speed like? Um, I think he's got plenty. I just know that the way Stephon Gilmore played, you know, the way that he read routes, just jumped routes, like I feel like Witherspoon could do all of that. I'm going to say they love to play man coverage. I know Jalen Mills is probably coming back, and he's not a good man coverage guy. Like, they've got the Joneses that they drafted last year. Like, I feel like Devin Witherspoon would be too good to pass up right here. Okay.
0: I could definitely tie Law, Gilmore. I mean, he's obviously a guy that made his bones in the secondary and someone that's what? Where would you have Witherspoon ranked overall as a prospect? Baldy, is he a top 10 prospect in this draft? Would you say? I think,
1: so. I think he is. I think he just brings a physical element that nobody else, I mean, they've got, you know, I mean, Porter, Gonzalez, you know, um, Deontay Banks. I mean, you just go through the list of these guys that are really good man coverage, I mean, length. Um, the ability to run turn all this stuff is there I haven't seen anybody hit like now you can't like look Rex Ryan used to say I got none other guys that can make tackles I want my corners to cover like there's different philosophies out there but you can't help but notice the presence that he brings on the corner
0: so I'm going to pick for Green Bay here and they've got to find Jordan loves some guys yes they do Christian Watson broke out late in the year I feel like a million mock drafts have them take in a tight end in this spot. Dalton Kincaid's a very popular name for them, the Utah tight end. He seems to be, by most draft nicks, the top tight end of this draft now, passing over Meyer from Notre Dame. Uh, Smith and Jigba is exclusively a slot guy, Baldy. His slot right, for the most part, at his size and speed, that's really where he did his damage when he had 1,600 yards at Ohio yep. State two years ago before the hamstring injury. I will mock him to Green Bay in this spot. To give Jordan Love a reliable target. Now, I watched the guy in the Rose Bowl two years ago and thought he was the second coming of Antonio Brown. Yeah, I know. Okay, so like yep. I have that derangement syndrome on on Smith and Jigba, and then he barely played last year in 2022. And look, I know that combine numbers and stuff aren't the end all be all in Pro Bowl and Pro Day stuff. What's your tape saying all that? But Baldy, did you was the speed a concern for you? When you saw four, five, two. I mean, there's edge rushers in this draft that run faster than this guy. And most of the people who, like you, study this stuff for a living say the same thing about him to me. He doesn't run away from coverage, he's not someone who's going to run past people. So, my concern here with this pick is am I drafting basically a guy that's Robert Woods or Jarvis Landry with the 15th pick in the draft? Really good receiver, guy that can catch a hundred balls. But did I just get a number one wide receiver with this pick, Baldy?
1: Well, I mean, look, the best receiver in football, debatable. Devonte Adams ran a four-five-six coming out of Fresno. I mean, nobody ever talks about you know what he ran, but he was a second-round pick, fifty-third pick in the draft, and that was the reason why he also became the best receiver in football because he never stopped working at it, and he has changed his speeds, and he's a route runner. And, you know, he just has confidence, and he's got tremendous hands. So can and Jigba be Devontae? I don't think he's as big as Devante. No. Um, But there is, there is some limitations. I don't think he's the best route runner in this draft. I mean, there's some guys in this draft that are – like I think Jordan Addison is a better route runner. I think Say Flowers is. I think Josh Downs is. Their ability – and route running to me, when you watch Justin Jefferson and some of these elite guys, Keenan Allen, whatever – when you watch these guys that the key is can they change directions without losing speed because that's what they do subtly change directions get the defensive back to move and not lose speed amari cooper like that's what these guys can do i think in jigba is close to that i don't see it on a regular basis and the fact that he didn't play really this year that that hamstring injury lingered for as long as it did that bothered me to a degree i'm not knocking him down and guys get hurt. Guys come back from injuries. It happens, but a wide receiver, you go, can this show up again? Can this be something that could plague him? You know, I mean, yeah, some I- of these guys are just wound tight, you know, and the hamstring, you know, they're just too, they're too twitchy, you know? And so he has elite quickness. Like you look at his short shuttle and some of the things he did, like it's elite, you know, Odell Beckham was under a four in a short shuttle. So was in Jigby. like, he's got that going for him. Um, but I'm not going to argue. Like, I think they need a slot receiver. You could say Romeo Dobbs. Like, you give me Watson. Give me Njigba. Like, give Jordan Love some help. I'm all for it.
0: All right. So that puts you back on the clock for Washington, Baldy. And I feel like in this spot, I'm going to almost try to predict the pick here from you. I think you're going to have them take a corner with this pick. I am. Right.
1: I am. I think it's a real need. I think their defensive front is loaded. I think the linebacking core is solid. I think we saw the safeties last year really step up. Um, So I feel like corner is a position that Ron Rivera would love to have. Um, And so I feel like at this spot with Witherspoon gone, I'm going to like, I I know there's a debate, you know, is Gonzalez, is it Porter, is it Banks? I happen to love Deontay Banks, but I feel like right here, I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. Like, I just feel like he's super smooth. He's really long. We saw what long corners can do in this league last year with Tariq Woolen, with Sauce Gardner. Like, it's almost impossible to get the ball over their head. You don't even have to be, you just have to be in the vicinity. And yeah. it's just hard to complete go routes, you know, back shoulder fade routes. It's just hard to complete deep balls against these guys because of their length. And that's what Gonzalez gives you. He's got great character. I think he's a worker. He's got great production. Like I feel like they can't go wrong if Gonzalez is there at sixteen. Uh, let me ask you just a, as a sidebar: Did you have Stingley had a Sauce Gardner last year? No, I had Sauce the number one corner. So and I like Stingley. Like Stingley was injured and yeah. all that, but I, I I loved Sauce's size. I thought his size and the fact that when he ran four four one or whatever it was. I'm like, this guy's – I know the stat said he never gave up a touchdown, all that. Okay, that's fine. Like, this is the NFL. Like, I just wanted to see a guy that, you know, can change directions, backpedal, like stick and move, that can run with the best. I, I thought he was the most complete.
0: Yeah. I uh, I feel like Washington, even with this pick, which is a good pick, but if you go by the draft value – I just feel like they're building a team to go seven and ten or eight and nine every year, Baldy. And this would not change that for me whatsoever. Not that there's a guy in this in this spot who necessarily would, but they're just a stuck in the middle team. They are just your definition of the parody of the NFL team for me, Baldy. Well, and I don't unless, see that changing.
1: Uh, uh, unless this defense, you know, unless this defense just steps up, which. You know, they, they've they made some, you know, they 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 ponied up and paid some defensive tackle and you know they added some linebackers. You know, they, they like paid payne. They they paid Duran and he was, you know, he had a good year last year. You know, we got to see what Chase does. Like he's got to get better. He didn't do anything when he came back from injury. Like he's got to improve, but he's got talent, he's got to improve, you know, and I love Montez. I, I feel like if this defense can be a top seven defense where they're keeping the score below 20 every week. Like, I think they have that possibility. They played like that in the second half of the season. I feel like if they can do that, even in their division, keep the score down against Philly, keep the score down against Dallas, like they could compete with all these teams. And I don't know what Sam Howell is going to be. You know, they're investing. They're, they're putting a great deal of faith in a young quarterback that's made one start. Yeah. Um, so, but they they seem to believe in him. Okay. You know, maybe he's the next coming of, I don't know. I don't even want to, you know, speculate at this point. <laughs> like, uh, but you might be right if Sam Howe is just a, you know, if Taylor Heineke is a better choice, you know, after watching him the first half of the season, then then you're probably right with that assessment.
0: Yeah, I think mean, they'll just go to Brissett. I think I don't think it'll be. Well, jo- you know, we Jacoby, what like I,
1: I've said, like the way Jacoby played in Cleveland last year, if he plays like he did in Cleveland, he he might very well beat him out. But then you know you you you've got limitations with Jacoby. You just do like yep. he. He played well last year, but I don't think he's putting any team on his shoulders and carrying him into the postseason.
0: So now I'm going to pick for the Steelers, my hometown team, Brian. And there's like three guys here with the way this draft has unfolded that I think would probably be, or maybe four guys that would be heavily considered for this pick. I think you would have two corners: Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr. Obviously, is a legacy guy. I think your boy Darnell Wright would definitely be in play. And then I think the wild card player who maybe most national people, this is just from being inside the bubble who I think from from following them and talking about them for so many years who I think would fit them with this pick would be Brian Branch from Alabama. Somebody who can play in the slot corner, be a safety. They don't really have an inside corner. They brought uh, Peterson in. He's an outside guy. They let Cam Sutton walk. He played in the slot a lot. So that's still a need for them at this point. But, Brian, I think if it went this way, I think they'd take right. I'm going to steal your guy. I think if it went this oh, it's way, a no-brainer.
1: It's a no-brainer.
0: I think this no-brainer. would be their pick. And you talked me into him possibly playing left because they tried Chukes, chukes of core for it left. It failed miserably in camp so bad that they had to switch him back to right. But he's only really under contract for one more year. So maybe you start right at left tackle. He beats out more. That's a possibility. I think Dan Moore is a very average tackle. Um, I mean, if the guy was shutting down great SEC edge rushers at that position, I think you could try and see if he sticks there. And if he doesn't, then move him to right tackle next year.
1: Well, you're I'm gonna... for, look, look what Andy Weidel, who's their personnel director, is doing. He comes from Philadelphia. It was in Baltimore. Trenches. He's in the building the trenches. Like you, yep, you yep. bring in Isaac Samalo and Nate Herbig. All right, he he was around when both those guys came to Philadelphia. Like Samalo is a solid player, really smart. Um, like he's he's the right guard. Nate Herbig started for the Jets last year. He's in really good shape. I see him. He works out right around the corner for me here. Um, like I think I think they got two starting guards. They have to upgrade the offensive line. Like it was, it was just abysmal for much of the season last year. They couldn't run the ball. I felt bad, you know, for Jalen Warren, the rookie. I felt bad for Najee. Like they just, there just was no place to go. And it's only going to help Kenny Pickett and everything they want to do. Like you could easily go, okay, right here. You could easily say, okay, Joey Porter Jr. is there. Like, is there any team that has cares more about the family than oh, the Steelers? Like, it actually drives
0: me nuts sometimes. Well, Bell, I mean, there, I there's like- the
1: rights, you know, and there's the Haywards. I mean, they're right there, like you know, if there was such that, you know, um, that bond, and I could see, I could see that battle in the war room, honestly. And and Mike, and Tomlin would be right in the middle of it. Joey Porter, you know, um, Darnell Wright. I could see that battle raging about what they're going to do because I think that's a hell of a battle. Like, what do you do? Because I, you know, I know they brought Patrick Peterson in, but I don't know. We all watched Patrick last year. We don't think that. We know he's experienced. He's a good person, good teammate. He'll fit in well with, you know, the veterans there. But, I, you know, they've got to get better at that position. So, um, like, that's a good battle. But, man, I, I really feel that if Darnell Wright is there, they're not going to pass on. Is Anton
0: Harrison a good enough left tackle where if they were really worried about left versus right, they might prefer him, Baldy?
1: I don't Could think you see so. that? No? No. I, I think that, you know, I, I think he's got to fill out more. I think he's got to be more physical. Like, he's got the, the physical tools, uh, you know, his size, length. Like, all that kind of, you know, checks a lot of boxes for guys. I just don't feel like they think he's the physical guy that they need to play Steelers. Because, you know, like the way the Steelers think is, you know, um, the standard is the standard. So, yep. they want guys that are coming through that tunnel in Baltimore. And they're taking the fight to the Ravens. Yep. they're coming through the tunnel in the jungle, and you know, you know, there's Cam Hayward. You know, like they got their guys, they're leading them right through the tunnel. You know, TJ, like they've got their guy. And like I feel like, I don't know that Anton, and, and I'm not saying he can't do this. I feel like Darnell can do that. Yeah, like Darnell's like, you know, he's flying the flag. You know, he's he's waving a terrible towel coming out of that tunnel. <laughs> All
0: right, so 18 is the Lions. We had them earlier in this, in our first mock draft episode take Richardson, which was more or less, okay, Jalen Carter went the pick before, the way the draft board went, let's sit this guy for a year. Ideally, Richardson watches, doesn't play right away. Goff had such a great year. The year before was more up and down. That's kind of the story of Goff's career. So they took Richardson, a guy who ideally won't really play for them, in 2023. So that leaves the draft board still pretty open for them, Baldy, with this 18th pick.
1: So Joey Porter Jr. is out there, and they just got rid of Akuda. And I know they brought in Cam Sutton and they brought in Emmanuel Mosley. I understand that. Um, I think it's a position of need, no question about it. They weren't good in the secondary last year. I love Kirby yeah. Joseph. he's a good pick. They've dropped a lot of good guys, obviously, defensively. I think they need a defensive tackle, but I don't see Kalijah cansey going here. Um, but <clears throat> Nolan Smith is really enticing right here. Um, you play in the dome, you're coming off the edge with four, three, nine speed. You you've got Aiden on one side. Like I could see Nolan Smith fitting in right here. I can see a tight end fitting in here. But they need a, a day one player. You know, yeah. if you're gonna sit, you're gonna take the luxury pick at six and take the quarterback, you better upgrade the roster with you know, number 18 right here. So now I'm torn. Like, do I take Dalton Kincaid right here? and improve the passing game, which I think he would, because I think he's a really smooth route runner. And, you know, he's a point scorer. And, you know, so, like, I, I'm I'm a little torn. I could go corner. I could go edge. I could go tight end. I think all those positions are in need right here. I, I love what Ben Johnson did last year. I love the development of Amon ross Brown uh, and what he is doing. Um, <clears throat> But I'm going to go – like, let's keep building this defense. Give okay. me Nolan Smith right here at 18. Like, I think – like, I, I know he's working down down in Atlanta with Chuck Smith, and I talked to Chuck about him. He's raw. Um, he didn't – you know, he didn't – like, nobody puts up numbers at Georgia. It's just the system and the blitzes and what they ask these guys to do. But I think he could turn a corner. And I want like, I know they drafted a kid out of Jackson State last year, and he was good, Houston. Uh, but he's a spot-duty guy. Um, and you need three, so I feel like Nolan Smith. I'm going to stay with Nolan Smith here. Uh, he's small though;
0: he's under 240. He'd be, I think, if you go by the numbers, he's going to beef up. But he would be the lightest edge rusher in the NFL at that size, Baldy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can play base defense. You can move him around. I mean, it's, you know, you got to you got to move him right here. But I just think the plays that he can make off the edge, off that speed, especially playing in a dome. Where it's just, you know, hopefully Ford Field is rocking next year. You're gonna get some jumps. You're gonna get some fast. Does he starts. play to you're his to speed? Some- I mean, the yeah. guy at a
0: four three eight forty, does he play that fast?
1: He's got great movement. I mean, I just you know, I I can he run a four three eight, turn the corner, no, but I just yeah. see his suddenness and movement. I feel like he can make people miss. I mean, if you know, the other guy that's in play here, if you want a guy on the edge that fits that bill that you're talking about is Miles Murphy. You go, okay, he's Miles Murphy like. Yeah, you, know, you play right in at Clemson. Can you just come in there and play right in opposite Aiden and you just get bookends right there? Like, that's a possibility right there.
0: Well, so that gets us to Tampa Bay, who
1: I think would probably
0: also not mind an edge rusher, Todd Bowles, defensive coach. You know, they're really, Bali, this team's in a very weird spot, I feel like. I mean, what are they doing? You know, they still have guys who are leftovers from the Brady teams that are Super Bowl guys. You know, now you've got Devin White who wants traded out of there. Um, You know, Mike Evans, Levante David. So there's still that veteran. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are going to duke it out at quarterback. I mean, unless Mayfield's Geno Smith 2.0, it almost feels like they're ticketed for five or six wins. So, I mean, there's a big part of me that would say, I would just look at who the best player available Mm -hmm. is take that guy. But, I'm going to go Miles Murphy here too, but I, I don't really, Baldy, what you said about Alabama, uh, uh, Georgia's true, if you look at like sack numbers and things like that, like all these guys, like no one has the overwhelming number. No.
1: That makes That's you like. Domain like, Johnson transferred out of Georgia to Florida State. Yeah. He goes, let me go on the edge and rush passers. Like I'm doing all right. these blitzes and contain rushing. And look, Kirby's smarter than me and you combined, Pony, like no <laughs> offense, but like. He's a smart guy, knows what he's doing. But I watch and I go, man. If you're an edge guy, like, is that where you want to go and play in playing that yeah. system? Because you're not going to get ten sacks and, playing and in that and system. S- and so my
0: my only hesitation with Murphy is that he was such a huge high school recruit, and right from the jump when he was there as a freshman, he looked awesome. And it just seemed like he was the same guy there for three years. And so that would be my. That would be my question with him. Like, why didn't this guy, is it the coaching there? Why didn't a great talent like this from year to year, why didn't the tape get better? Mm. Why is it pretty much a stagnant player? Now mm-hmm. with a lot of upside and potential, but nothing that makes you say, we're talking about Christian Gonzalez. He was at Colorado compared to Oregon, different dude. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that in Miles Murphy, Baldy.
1: Yeah, and there was a lot of good talent around him, you know, with Breezy and, you know, Trenton Simpson and, you know, uh, you know. I mean, there was a lot of he didn't players. have
0: a good year, but there was reasons for it. I mean, he had stuff off the field that kind of had him yeah. as a plateau player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak to like the lack of development. I just know that he's got an NFL body. It doesn't mean he's going to flourish in the NFL. Plenty of chances to rush the passer at Clemson in that style of defense, right there. Um, but like, look, they, the, Tampa has to get younger. Like, I could say right here, Osiris Torrance. You know, like if thing. like if you take like Tristan worse and put him at left tackle for Donovan Smith, which which might happen, I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I I think everybody that watches Tristan play is like like he he's mind-boggling good. So if you said okay, let's put Tristan over there and let's they need a guard badly. I mean they need an offensive line, like it they couldn't run the ball at all, you know, last year. They were worse in the league. They like, were, you're right. So you said, okay, is is 19 a spot to go take a guard right here and let's just start building in the trenches brick by brick and let's try to get Rashad white and whoever's there running back. Let's get these guys going. Let's whoever it's Baker, or whether it's, you know, Kyle, like let's then at least let them turn around and hand the ball off and let's, let's move some bodies up front.
0: Well, so pick 20 here, Baldy is Seattle. And the Seahawks had such a surprisingly good season. Uh, We've already had them use the Denver pick on Jalen Carter in this draft. So they took a risk on him and said, wow, this guy fell to us at six. Pete Carroll wants to coach him up, put him there, wrap his arms around him, give him a hug, make him feel good about himself. That's the type of Pete Carroll players coach pick that I could see Seattle making. So they start with defense. Would you have them keep going with defense here, Baldy, after that pick? Would you go double up on defense?
1: Well, I think I think they still need an edge rusher. You know, I mean, I think they still need somebody that can come off the edge right now. I think the way they drafted last year, uh, Mafe, uh you know, Kobe Bryant, like all the guys they drafted.
0: What a great uh, draft. Really, what think about it? Was it was a great
1: draft. I mean, just two starting tackles and starting running back. And, you know, I mean, um, I got to meet this year Tariq Woolen quite a bit. Great kid. Kobe, great kid. Like, he's their nickel. Like, they, they struck gold. They're, I think they're good at safety. Um, and there's not a safety to take here. But I, I do think there's a need for an edge rusher right now. And I don't know. Like where are you going to go if if uh, you know if, if Miles Murphy is here? Did you take Miles Murphy? I did. So How no, Will? Chris, Miles Murphy is gone, um, I feel like Joe Joey Porter is still on the board. Like I feel like the value is too good. Like Pete's all about defense and running the football. Mm-hmm. So um, like they could go offensive line here too. Like they got the two tackles last year. Why not go and get yourself? you know, a stud guard, too, in um, Osiris. Like, you could plug him in there. They want to run the ball. Pete's never going to change. Um, They want to just feature that, like, just get bigger. I mean, Damian Lewis there, like, whoever's there, like, I could see them go offensive guard or corner. I mean, I I would think Joey Porter, if he's still there, and he's there at 20 for us, I think he's better than an edge rusher right there. And then you say, okay, is he better than Osiris right there? Because I would have no problem taking Torrance and plugging him and playing him, putting him next to Big Luke and putting him next to Charles Cross over there at left tackle and just fitting him in. And you go, okay, like let's let's, uh, play Pete Carroll kind of football. So who are you taking here, Torrance or Porter? I'm going to take Torrance. I'm going to take Torrance.
0: Uh, Do you feel like Porter's lack of,
1: Interceptions is a concern. He had one in three years at Penn State. I know Does that bug you. Yeah, I, you look. I, I when you look at guys like I, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Byard. So I remember I did a couple of Middle Tennessee State games. He's the Blue Raider, right? So I was in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I saw him in college, and he had 18 interceptions at Middle Tennessee State. And I go, this guy just has a knack for the ball. And look what he's got. He's got 25, 26 interceptions right now. You know, in the NFL, like it travels. Ball skills travel. And I do feel – now, Joey plays a lot of press-man coverage. You're not going to get as many shots as, as you do if you're playing, you know, off-man zone, that kind of thing. But it is a concern, you know, when you put up one interception and you just don't get your hands on a lot of footballs. Like, it's, it's a concern.
0: Baldy, thanks for filling in here. The IQ level of this show <laughs> went up exponentially. You know, I can only speak for myself. So we were more, you know, we were going back and forth with the gloves on. But to fill in for Parkins the way that you did, the the, the upside and the upgrade, the reviews are just going to be incredible. Uh, all right. When people realize what a difference you made on this edition of the show. So I know you're super busy this time of year. The fact that you made time for us to do this today okay. is just awesome. So thank you so yeah, much. Thanks Walter. for
1: having me. A lot of fun. These These drills are good.
0: Picks twenty one through thirty one on uh, next week's show. All right, Baldy, thank you so much for
1: doing this, brother. Thanks for having me, man. It was a lot of fun. Good, 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 uh, good reps here today. See ya. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey Company.